Taking the long view on it, looking back, I still don't think I would change anything I did. There's all these like tools that, you know, other companies, other industries have that are just not in your toolbox. For us and for our business, it's trust and relationship, exactly what you said. Do great work to come to fair price. There is no Superman and there's no Clark Kent. What does Mojo mean to you? Welcome to CEO Mojo, where we inspire business leaders to get motivated. In our weekly podcast, we talk about the ideas, stories, and lessons of these successful entrepreneurs and how they overcome the challenges that hold them back from getting in touch with their mojo so that you will get motivated. Our host is Joe Applebaum, CEO and co-founder of Ajax Union, a digital marketing agency based in Brooklyn. Joe is a certified Google trainer and was featured on Fox Business News, Bloomberg, and The Wall Street Journal. He's a published author, and his thought leadership appears regularly on Forbes, Business Insider, and Entrepreneur.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Apfelbaum. Hello, and welcome to another amazing episode of CEO Mojo. Today, I'd like to introduce my friend Chintin Panchal. Chintin is the founding partner of RPCK, a global private equity-focused law firm with offices in New York and Vienna. Chintin studied at Michigan State University and Emory University Law School. Chintin is a board member at the Entrepreneurs' Organization of New York. I'm really excited to begin the interview with Chintin Panchal. So let's get this started. Welcome to another amazing episode of CEO Mojo. Chintin, welcome to the program. Thank you, Joe. Great to be here. As you know, we speak to entrepreneurs about the beliefs, the failures, the work ethic, the focus, the fears, and relationships and purpose that entrepreneurs need to have in order to create amazing results in their life and in their business. So today, I wanted to ask you, what are some of the beliefs that you used to have that you kind of had to overcome in order for you to build the type of company that you have? Yeah, great question. Uh, it's something I think about a lot. Um, and uh, sometimes, I mean, the biggest challenge with this is sometimes not even knowing that you have a belief. <laughs> One of the ones that I've recently uncovered um, is this kind of Superman Clark Kent syndrome that I noticed that I was having, right? So I started my business six years ago by myself and then have kind of brought on people um, and have attracted clients and have kind of built this thing brick by brick, so to speak, right? Um, and so there is this kind of feeling that you've got to be Superman in order to do all of the different things, right? You like the weight of the world in respect of your business is on your shoulders. And then there's this kind of competing uh, belief or this, this thought that, you know, well, this is the first time I'm doing this, right? Can I actually do this? Am I good enough? Am I, you know, can I pull this off, right? This kind of Clark Kent syndrome where you're kind of like, you know, the guy that can't really do it, right? So there's this duality that I have, um, which was on the one hand, I have to do everything and I kind of have, that's kind of how we got in here. But at the same time, there's an uncertain future. Um, and am I equipped, um, to be able to take the business forward. Um, and so uh, the way I kind of broke through that, uh, I was kind of working with this coach that I work with, um, 
it was amazing, right? He kind of talked me through it and I realized, it's like, there is no Superman and there's no Clark Kent. There's just you. And sometimes you kind of put on the Superman case and sometimes you put on the Clark Kent glasses, but those are just ideas. Um, and at the end of the day, you can choose to be whatever persona that you want, but ultimately there is no Superman. There's no Clark Kent. It's just there is no Superman. There is no Clark Kent. There's just you. Powerful, powerful self-limiting belief that um, some entrepreneurs have. And I'm sure that many of the people listening to this right now can resonate with having different personalities that you have to kind of be gum in order for you to be able to deal with what you have to deal with. But the reality is, it's just you and you are enough. So let's talk a little bit about failure. Every entrepreneur that sees levels of success, especially the types of success that you've seen in your business, had to overcome some challenges, had to experience failure in their life. You want to talk about some of the failures or the greatest failure that you've had and maybe how you were able to overcome that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think this is part of the, you know, being an entrepreneur, right? that failure, you know, you have to kind of look at it as opportunity, right? So it's a bit of a tough question, right? So for me, I think we've had a lot of failures, but the biggest one, tough to say. Um, I can definitely point to mistakes that I've made um, and setbacks that have, you know, have, you know, have been experienced by the business as a result of those mistakes. Um, and I'll give you a couple of examples, but I think I would just preface it by saying that, you know, taking the long view on it, looking back, I still don't think I would change anything I did, right? So, you know, I definitely viewed as a failure. I definitely viewed as a mistake, but I think that's integral to kind of where I am right now. And the fact that I really love the business I have. I love the team I have. I love what I'm doing. My philosophy is that, you just take all the good and the bad and the success and the failures and you roll them up and they are where you are, right? They, they got you to where you are. Um, so I think one of the biggest kind of mistakes that I've made that I've very recently learned from is in terms of bringing on people on the team and hiring, right? And my, my general philosophy is to take someone as, you know, as what they are and try to you know, say, okay, you are who you are, and we have a need in the business, and let's try to make that work, right? So that's kind of where I come from, but I think that a number of times, I've, I've taken people, and I've tried to kind of pull them or push them to something that actually, you know, is, you know, is a need in the business, and I just haven't been successful with kind of getting what, you know, getting them to a place where they're satisfied and getting the business to where, you know, the business is getting what it needs, right? So, uh, you know, without going into kind of specifics on who and what, right? But I've definitely made mistakes in hiring. And I think the mistakes I've made in terms of hiring, for me, hiring is critical, right? Because I'm going from a single person business where the whole e-myth, um, you know, uh, journey that an entrepreneur takes, or a single person uh, entrepreneur to a team. Um, and so hiring has been probably one of the biggest challenges that I've had. Um, and, you know, and kind of the, I guess the, the realization I've, I've come to is that I need to understand who I am 
and what I need around me in my business in order to be the best expression of myself, right? Kind of to find my highest and best purpose. And I just need to find other people that work well with me and can basically do the things, you know, that we need to get done, that I need to get done, that I'm not so great at or that I can't really focus on. And with that focus, I think I've found a lot more success, right? So instead of thinking of this kind of abstract, what does the business need and, you know, kind of thinking about an org chart and kind of trying to put people into, into places, I've learned to be a little bit more organic about it and say, you know what, we really, we really work together and I'm focusing on, you know, vision and building and you're helping me execute. That's the perfect dynamic. Um, so I've learned to kind of just take a narrower, more focused view of it and let myself be a little bit more organic with people that I work with. Awesome. So you have a certain work ethic that really stands out and not every entrepreneur has a type of work ethic that you have. You're always pushing, you're on the board of entrepreneurs organization, you're doing a lot in the community. What gives you the type of drive to be able to have that type of work ethic? Great question. For me, it's freedom. And what I mean by that is freedom to do what I love and freedom to be the best that I think I can be in what I'm doing. So if I am in that space where I feel free, right, free to kind of express myself as an entrepreneur, as an attorney, as a board member, as a you know, father, et cetera, that's super motivating to me. That's exciting to me. Um, and I, you know, it's kind of like, the, you know, the lid is taken off and I can kind of push it as far as I can go. And that's, that's what does it for me. Right. And I think part of that's because I've been in many other situations where I haven't had that. Right? And a lot of us come from, you know, corporate experiences, which are great. But one of the things that you have is you have, you know, a hierarchy and you have people that you're for, you know, you're working, to, you're working for and reporting to, and you've got to, you know, be that square peg and just fit into the square, square hole. Right. Um, and I think one of the best things about being an entrepreneur is that, you know, if you, if you have that ability to find that work ethic and that drive to, to fill the kind of space, once you create an open space for yourself, sky really is the limit. I, I believe that. And for me, the ability to kind of go up as high as possible or to go as fast or as far as possible is motivating to me. Just, just knowing that I have kind of open road in front of me, um, it's a great feeling. It's an exciting thing. Um, awesome. I love it. So loving what you do will give you the work ethic too. Powerful. I think so. Yeah. I think you got to love what you do. Absolutely. So talk to me about focus because a lot of entrepreneurs that I meet um, have issues or had issues with focus and when they weren't focused, they weren't able to be successful. But when they figured out how to focus um, and they didn't get distracted with every opportunity that came to them, they were able to truly be successful. Tell me about how you stay focused on your most important goals. Yeah, great question again. So I'll, I'll be honest with you, this is actually something I'm still working on. Um, you know, I have periods of time where I am super, super focused, 
And then I catch myself kind of being distracted by, you know, all the next new shiny thing that, you know, that comes across my, uh, my screen. Um, so I think for me, what has helped with focus is a clear, having a clear kind of vision of who I am and where I want to go, what I want to do. It starts from that, right? It's like, I know who I am. I know what I'm looking to build. For a long time, I didn't, you know, I just was like, all right, I just want to be successful. I just want to be to build a great company. It's like, what did that mean to me? So figuring that out, right? And, you know, I, I know that my mission is to help build great companies around the world and magnify the impact that those companies are having, that those entrepreneurs are having, and that those investors who are working with those entrepreneurs are having, right? So for me, that's the mission, right? I want to build as many amazing companies as I can. And so now that I kind of have that, that vision, I can kind of set goals that are in line with that. And then it's really an exercise of being disciplined to keep the eye on the ball towards that goal, right? And that has helped me kind of cut through, right? So something new, interesting, shiny, exciting comes along. Like, whereas, you know, I would have said, all right, let's go check that thing out. And let's go, you know, let's go uh, pursue that. Um, what I've been able to do is to say, cool, that, that's really interesting, but it doesn't really get me to where I want to be. And now that I know where I'm going and where I want to go, I can start making those decisions and say, listen, that's going to take me off. It's going to help. That's going to take my off the ball. Awesome. Awesome. So having a vision definitely helps with focus and keeping that in front of you, keeping it clear will definitely help you be able to grow. What is the greatest fear? We all have fears, but what is the greatest fear that you had to overcome as an entrepreneur? A lot of times, People speak about public speaking and other fears, fears that I've had to deal with. Is there a fear that you remember that you discovered and then suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, and then you overcame that fear? Yeah, I think this one relates a bit to the Clark Kent Superman thing, right? So for me, you know, I'm a lawyer by, by background, right? That's kind of the technical side of what I do, right? But I'm an entrepreneur that runs a business in that space. And so growing up in corporate law firm America, the idea that is kind of ingrained in a young lawyer's mind is that you don't really know anything yet and you're kind of learning and you need us to teach you the ropes and can show you the way and yada, yada, yada. And, um, and, and so there is this kind of notion that there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with kind of advising someone and taking on a matter and, you know, and, and kind of helping someone get across the finish line. And I would say that in order to be an entrepreneur in the space that, that I'm in, I think the greatest fear that anyone has to overcome is that fear of feeling like you don't know enough and you're not, uh, you're not, you know, imminently qualified to give the answer, et cetera, right? You know, for me, that's what it was. I think for other people, maybe it's kind of, you know, pendulum can swing too far along the other side, like being a cowboy and going off and giving the wrong advice or whatever it is. Um, for me, it was a technical thing, right? It was kind of saying, you know what? This is what we do. This is what we're great at. We're going to focus on this and we don't need to do anything else. Um, and that helped me overcome that fear of saying, you know, are we, you know, do we, you know, can we compete in the market, right? That's the most competitive market in the world for what we do, right? Can, how can we compete there? How can we 
go up against people that have been doing this for 50 years, right? Uh, what do we have to offer? Those are kind of insecurities and fears that, that I think we had as a team and as a young team um, that we had to overcome in order to be able to go out and actually do great work. So build the confidence to know that you are qualified to step up to the game and to give people advice and you are the expert and it is okay if you don't know everything, but picking an area and saying, yes, it is my place here to make a comment. It is my place here to have an opinion. It is my place here to step in. Yes, absolutely. Talk to me about relationships. You are an attorney and for you, you can't really advertise, you know, the way that traditional businesses advertise or market or solicit business and so on. So you must have a business based on trusted relationships. What does a relationship mean to you? Yeah, another amazing question, right? So something I think about a lot because I'm wearing my entrepreneur hat. I'm thinking, how are we going to grow? Um, and just like you said, can't solicit, can't advertise, can't, you know, there's all these like tools that, you know, other companies, other industries have that are just not in your toolbox. Um, so for us and for our business, it's trusted relationships, exactly what you said, right? And so for me, it's, you know, the simple kind of piece of it is do great work, charge a fair price, right? And people will kind of recognize what you're doing and come back. And that's definitely been a part of it. But I think, I think a little bit deeper into long-term, very value-added relationships. Having those relationships grow through referrals and through um, connections and, and the like, I think that the kind of the empathy part of the equation, right? So which is something that we don't really oftentimes think about, right? Kind of we're focused on, you know, delivering the best work product and being the smartest people in the room and, you know, the kind of the EQ, IQ divide. I think understanding how the emotional intelligence of any interaction, right? The emotional intelligence involved in any interaction comes into play and how important it is. Um, is critical to understanding the answer to your question. And, and so what, what we do is we spend a lot of time and energy really trying to get to know the people that we're working with, the people that we're serving. What do they care about? What are they afraid of? What are they sensitive to? Where are they coming from? What has been their experience? What are their objectives? You know, what are the sensitivities along, along the way, et cetera? That bit of it is critically important for us to be able to do our job in the best way we can, right? So it's not just about kind of cranking out a legal document. It's about thinking about the journey that we're embarking on with our clients and understanding the terrain really well. So the client can focus on the business. We focus on the terrain. We focus on the risk. We focus on the opportunities. And being that type of a value-added partner, um, I think had enabled us to develop really great, deep, trusting relationships with the people we work with. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, when you hear some entrepreneurs say, oh, we're just doing it for the money, you're clearly not doing it for the money. You're clearly passionate about helping others. 
What do you say to an entrepreneur that doesn't really have meaning and purpose like you do? You spoke a lot about vision. You spoke a lot about purpose. And it seems like you are a purpose-driven entrepreneur. But if you come across somebody, maybe they're a client, maybe they're a friend, an entrepreneur, and they're not very purpose-driven and they're doing it for the money, what do you say to them? Why is it yeah. important to have purpose? So I think it's the most important thing, right? It, it gets to what you're, you, know, you were asking about earlier, right? Kind of how do you find the focus? How do you find the energy? How do you... How do you get up and go to battle with the whole world every day, day in and day out, right? There's usually got, you know, I've, I think there has to be something that's this kind of overriding thing that you just care about, right? Your purpose, as you're saying, right? Now, there are some people, their purpose is just to make as much money as they possibly can. I haven't met very many people like that where... And I think that you're right that most of us were not motivated by money, right? Money is, you know, for some people, it's how they keep score, how they keep track of how well they're doing. For other people, it's just the means to kind of live the life that they're living outside of the purpose that they're trying to achieve. But I think especially for an entrepreneur, you have to have purpose, um, and identifying what that purpose is, right? So no one can tell you, right? No one can come in and say, you know, your purpose of helping people or your, help, your purpose of making a ton of money, right? Or your purpose of just living a great lifestyle, right? And, and you're having your business allows you to do that. Whatever that is, if you can define it, I think you can find that fuel that goes into the entrepreneurial kind of gas tank to get you out there and competing with the rest of the market, you know, in terms of what you do as an entrepreneur. Um... But I think that, you know, the advice that I would give to someone is not is partially that no one can tell you that your purpose is right or wrong, right? Only you can determine that, but you'll know if that thing that you're thinking about, right? That thing that you're working for truly is your purpose. No one can tell you if your purpose is right or wrong, but you'll know if that's really your purpose. It's a feeling you have inside. One final question for you. And the final question is, what does mojo mean to you? (laughs) I love it. Um, So for me, it means, it very, very much means being who you are and knowing who you are. And then you can be comfortable in your skin and then the mojo can just flow. Right? So I think that's it. Like for me, that's, that's, that's the secret formula. The secret formula is knowing who you are so that you can finally be comfortable in your skin. Powerful, powerful message to entrepreneurs out there. Mojo Nation, you're listening to this. Hopefully you got a lot of value out of this. Let us know what you think. Thank you very much for being on the program, Chendon. It was awesome having you. It was a ton of fun. Thank you, Joe. You've been listening to another episode of CEO Mojo your source for amazing motivation. For more episodes that will get you motivated, go to www.ceomojo.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. If you've enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us. And remember, Mojo Nation, stay motivated.